Hey guys, if you enjoy this episode, please support this podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talco Supremo. Hey John, can you please cover the Kanika Jenkins conspiracy for me? This case is still fiercely debated around my hometown in Illinois, sparking massive protest and police criticism. Carrie, I would absolutely love to cover this story for you. Hey Nicole, access the Rosemont PD secure case files ASAP. I'm on it. Launching Tor browser, masking IP address, Accessing secured files, which is requesting identification number, launching brute force hacking script, decrypting MD5 hash files, and downloading complete case files to floppy disk, and boom. Ah, shit, that's the FBI calling. Wait, what? Give me the phone. Uh, thanks for calling the uh, donut hole. This is Randy. How may I help you? Jen, what do you have to say about these uh, oh, yes. things in front of you? So yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday. I think it was yesterday. yesterday. I have lost all semblance of what time and space means. Well, time and space are ultimately connected to each other. Einstein proved that to us with... The theory of relativity. Mm, no. The theory of general relativity. Oh, I was very close. I just missed a word. Because there's two. There's the theory of general and the theory of special relativity, which oh. I will go into right now in length. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what's going to make you feel better, then go right ahead. <laughs> Yesterday, well, my new, I don't know if I told you guys, but my new favorite phrase during this quarantine is that my brain is like an omelet because... It's all mixed up, like the eggs are all mixed up, and there's a lot of stuff that you put into it, and it's all, like, perhaps scrambled? <laughs> no, like an omelet. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, depending on yeah, what kind of omelet. omelet works. Yeah. Well, first, let me start off by saying that the past couple of days, I've ordered some stuff on Amazon, and I was expecting some packages either yesterday or today. There is a mountain of Amazon boxes at our front door, by the way. Well, they're not all mine. Oh, no, they're mostly mine. Don't worry. Um, but anyway, so I was uh, in between meetings yesterday and Nicole said, hey, Jen, do you have a package? And I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. I can't wait to see these shakes that I just ordered. I just was kind of dismissive about it because I thought it was like the protein shakes that I ordered. So I was sitting at the table and they said, come here, Jen, we have this box for you. I'm like, why are they going to watch me open my protein (laughs) shakes? I don't understand. And it wasn't protein shakes. It was the most beautiful set of customized bongos um, one could ever see. And to be clear, John and I had nothing to do with it. I, I zilch. I was I was shocked. So they said, Jen, the tacos got you. The Taco Supremos got you uh, a gift. I said, why? They said, because they got us the espresso machine for the wedding. I said, well, I'm not getting married. But they got me these beautiful, beautiful bongos. And they say the surprise shots on them. And they have our Talk Murder to Me logo. And they're heavy duty, legit bongos. Not like... My parking lot bongos, which I'm very, very appreciative of these bongos. So I'm going to play a song for you with my new bongos. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. They sound good. Hey, Jen, what's your favorite cereal? Fruity Pebbles. That's a post cereal, though. Say cornflakes. Oh. Can I say frosted flakes? Mm, no. Cornflakes. Hey, Jim, what's your favorite cereal? You know, it's weird, but I actually really like cornflakes. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is raisin bran, loser. <laughs> That's crazy that you like cornflakes, Jen, because this week on the Quackery Podcast with Dr. Will the Pill, he goes into the history of Kellogg's, the billion-dollar brand, and he tells the eccentric 
unbelievable lifestyle of its founder, Dr. John Kellogg, and the feud with his brother that got us all addicted to cereal. Hmm. We are serially addicted because <laughs> of this guy. Two so, serial killers. So go listen to Quackery Podcast. You're going to love that episode. It's very, very funny. So tonight's story is a request from a Taco Supremo good friend, Carrie. Hey, Talk Murder people. It's hey, Carrie. Carrie. So tonight, John is doing the story of Kanika Jenkins, who unfortunately passed away at a young age nearby where I'm from in Illinois. So she died in a mysterious manner, very much like the staircase, where nobody really knows exactly what happened, but we do know the events leading up to what happened. Um, There's a lot of evidence now that's been released, including video and audio files of the party she was at just before her death. Um, At first, there wasn't a whole lot of information until her family pressured the media. And along with the police negligence, there's a lot of speculation as to what could have been done different in this case. So, I know that John's going to do it justice and he's going to find everything that he can. And tonight, I'm doing things a little bit differently. This is not going to become the routine, but I asked Nicole to help me map the story out tonight and we're going to tell it to jen Ooh! and so jen you're the only one that does not know the story tonight okay and this is different from what we usually do but i wanted to you know kind of see how it worked mix it up a little bit yeah mix it up a little bit so nicole helped me map the story and she knows the details so we're going to present it to you and it is a team john story okay, okay? so which mm. if you're new here that means is it murder? Is it suicide? Or is it an accident? You know, one of those. And usually I'll go against the grain, not because I want to, but because, you know, facts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the news. <laughs> because, you know, logic and facts. <laughs> tonight, tonight is no different. And if you guys are ready, let's get started. Let's go. Jen, have you ever heard of the Kanika Jenkins case? No. I did know someone named Kanika, though, when I was interning. Well, in my first, in my practicum. So tonight we're going to September 9th, 2017. We're going to the Crown Plaza, Rosemont, Illinois. (gasps) I've stayed there. Oh, you serious? Oh, no, that was in Schaumburg. What's Schaumburg? It's right outside Chicago. Okay, This is also right outside Chicago, near the airport. Yeah. So this is the Chicago O'Hare Hotel, but it's in the subdivision of Rosemont. I've never been to Chicago, but... You have been to Chicago. I have been to Chicago, and I hated it. So many fucking people. It was chaotic. I hated it. I'm never going back. It My mom's from Chicago. It was awful. I I liked the pizza. I went there to get a PTSD shot mm-hmm. in my neck. I remember. I I went when I was a kid because my grandfather lived there when I was growing up, and I haven't been as an adult. I'd like to go. I'd like to go to Wrigley Field. That's something I'd like mm. to do. All right. So September 9th, 2017, Crown Plaza, Chicago O'Hare Hotel, Rosemont, Illinois. Where were we at? We were downtown. We were in the heart of Chicago. By, uh, I believe it's like the Miracle Mile. We were in like where the all the high-end s- stores were. It was across the street from the Four Seasons was his doctor's office. It was downtown. So, mm. But we did have to drive through Chicago, obviously, because we, we drove from South Carolina. Were you near the Sears Tower or what used to be the Sears Tower and is now named something else? Um, I remember seeing it driving in, but no, I don't think so. So this is Kanika Jenkins? Maybe like between like 17 and 20, maybe 15. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a good guess. She's 19. That was a pretty good guess. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Long brown hair, African-American, female with brown eyes. Gorgeous dimples. It, yeah. Jealous of her dimples. Go to talkmore.com to see... All the photos and all the videos. I'm putting a lot of police evidence photos up there for you guys to see. 
So this is Kanika Jenkins you're looking at. She's 19 years old. She's beautiful. And Nicole later will go into her background. But this is who we're talking about tonight. This is the victim of tonight's story. All right. September 9th, 2017, 36 people are in a hotel room. They're having a house party. Mm. Well, a hotel party. They weren't social distancing. No, well, this was way <laughs> before social distancing. Yeah. 36 people in a hotel room, even for two hotel rooms. That's like... Yeah, I know. Now it's like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. so it most likely was two Maybe rooms. it was a suite. Yeah, it was like Because the Crown Plaza is a nice hotel. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Not so, like, not a five star, but you know, it's not, it's not a Motel 6 either. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may have been more than one room, but the room that they were in was nine to six. And this was where the party was taking place. The party was actually for Irene Roberts, which is a good friend of hers. And it was her birthday. So the party started Friday, 1130 p.m. So that was actually September 8th. She gets there at 1.13 a.m. is when we see her on the CCTV entering the hotel. Mm -hmm. So then she goes up to room 926. Mm -hmm. And I'll put some of the videos taken from the party. There's Facebook Live videos. There's a lot of content on this case that's out right now. Mm. If you just look on YouTube and and try to search friends' videos of the party and stuff like that, you'll you'll find a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of content about this case out there tonight. Mm. And I'll put what's relevant on talkmer.com. So be sure to go there if you're listening to this case. So tonight we're going to be using a variety of sources. This right here is a timeline from the Chicago Tribune. September 9th, 1.13 a.m., Kanika enters the hotel room. At 1.30 a.m., she sends a text message to her sister. They still call them text messages? Yeah. Okay. Unless, what else would they call them? I don't know. Like text? Snaps or something? No, that's, that's a different That's different. Oh, I don't know. Approximately 1.30 a.m., she sends a text message to her sister. That's the last time that any of her family members hear from her directly. Now, at 1.36 a.m., the birthday girl, Irene Roberts, she did a Facebook Live video. You look pretty. Happy birthday. Thank you. But that video right there is what makes this case so mysterious. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to talk about that later. So don't worry about that. And 217, Kanika posts a Snapchat video around 3 a.m. A lot of the kids decide to leave the party. So a group of them go downstairs to the hotel lobby. Kanika realizes then that she left some of her stuff upstairs including her phone and some of her friends also left their stuff upstairs so they go back upstairs and she waits in the hallway while her friends go back into the party to grab their stuff and when they come back she's gone and that was the last time they seen her oh how does someone disappear in that short a time now before i go any further a lot of the friends tell police that she was really intoxicated that night in fact they said she was drinking cognac Mm -hmm. and they said she was really drunk Mm. even though on one of the videos the uh, cell phone videos she says in the background that i'm not drunk Mm. Mm -hmm. she says that so that's going to come into play a little bit later Mm. i say that all the time though yeah (laughs) when you're really drunk (laughs) when i'm when i'm you know buzzed probably yeah but do you say like some people say I'm not drunk, like, when they're drunk. You know what I mean? Then that's their yeah. tell. Yeah. Or do you truly mean it? Like, when I'm drunk, I say, like, no, I'm drunk. Like, I know. I know it, and I admit it. It depends on what I'm drinking. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but you usually say it when you're laying on the bathroom floor, so we know that you are drunk. I think that's at the point where she's uh, admitting it, but... So a lot of people reported to police that... She was drinking pretty heavily, but she wasn't taking any drugs, no party drugs, even though there were a lot of party drugs at the party. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, what would a party be without any party drugs? Exactly. One of the partygoers said, quote, she wasn't acting like her usual self. She would dance around 
and kind of pretend almost. But then she would sit on the bed and appear to be sad, like something's bothering her, something's on her mind. Something wasn't right that night. Mm. And the friends really zeroed in on that after she went missing. They remembered, hey, this she wasn't acting like her usual yeah, self. Maybe she was roofied. Like I said, go to talkmer.com to see all these police evidence photos. Mm. But the one you're looking at now, she's staggering to the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. And this is around 3.20 a.m. Now, before I continue, let's talk a little bit about her background and try to get to understand who she was before we go any further. Okay. okay that makes so, sense. Nicole. Take it away. So Kanika is the daughter of Teresa Martin, who's a single mom. She was very close with her mom. Uh, She attended Voice Academy High School. Voice is V-O-I-S-E. Oh, I was going to say, is it like a singing singing school? No, it is a um, school on the west side of Chicago in the Austin community. Um, not the best of schools. Is it was, a charter school? I'm not sure if it was a charter school, but it was actually one of the lowest percentiles of testing in the whole country. Oh, wow. um, that particular school? Is that, uh, yes, is that, that particular school. neighborhood bad or something? It is. Is it Austin? Uh, yeah, it's called, it's in the Austin neighborhood of Chicago it, on the west side. So there's four like, or five key neighborhoods in Chicago where there's a lot of violence, um, and where you know you get the terms like Chirac and all this stuff about Where's gangs. Chirac. <laughs> yeah, you've never heard that before. No, me. No, no I haven't either. Uh, Seriously? Yeah, I know that that Chicago had one of, one of the highest murder per capita rates. Yeah, they call it Chirac. I did not know that. It is Chirac. Bad. It is. It is one of the <laughs> deadliest cities. Them in, in the country. Yeah, in Baltimore. Why is it so violent? And DC up there? used to be. It's this huge, huge gang violence. Huge gang violence. Um, So, yeah, so there's a lot of gang violence. And that was actually a really big reason why they were having parties in hotels, which was, you know, 40 minutes away from their neighborhood. Why did they have a party in their neighborhood? Because Because it wasn't safe. Are you serious? Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't safe to congregate at a house party um, with all your friends in those types of neighborhoods. It's that deadly. And they would e- wouldn't even spend a lot of time downtown because it's so dangerous or might draw a lot of uh, attention to police. So they went to the outskirts near where the um, Chicago O'Hare Airport is, and that's where this particular party took place. Uh, but all of her friends uh, said Kamika was just very bright and sweet. Uh, one of her friends said that, she, you know, if, if you're sad, she won't let you be sad. She was interested in going to nursing school. You know, everything that you would see it said that she just had an amazingly bright future ahead of her. Very sweet girl. So, Jen, here's where we're at now. She gets there late, one they They're about to leave around 3.30 a.m. Now, I'm not sure if she was going to leave or not, but she did go down to the hotel lobby at one point. That's the last time they've seen her. Hmm. So, so her being as drunk as she was and her friends being so protective and caring... They spend a good hour, two hours searching for her through the hotel. In fact, this really irritates the hotel staff at night because these girls were actually knocking on hotel rooms. Mm. And it's like three it's in the morning. Three, four in the morning. Like I'd be pissed. I'd be fucking pissed, dude. I, I would literally get my money back from the hotel. Because a lot of people that are staying at that hotel have an early, super early flight to catch at the airport. Right. You yeah. know, Plus like they're only really staying inconsiderate. There. She could be smoking weed in the parking lot, and you're gonna wake someone up that has a fly well, at fucking well, six in the morning. On one on one hand, they don't know who's in the hotel room. If but that's it were, not a reason to knock on someone's hotel if room. It, it, if I were in that position, I wouldn't rule out doing that. Obviously, I don't know how I would react because I'm not in that position. But you want to try to figure out where your friend is. I mean, granted, too, they were also probably intoxicated and. Not making the smartest of decisions by knocking yeah. on guest doors, but... So around 4.20 a.m., the mother was called Teresa, as mm-hmm. Nicole said. And she actually goes to the hotel at that time. Now, she gets there around 5.30. She asked the hotel staff if she could go through the CCTV, which they can't legally do for privacy reasons. I mean, an actual law enforcement individual or someone has to 
request the tapes. It's a whole process. So she goes back out to her car, and that's where she ends up calling 911. 911, where's the address of your emergency? Yes, I'm at the Crown, uh, Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport. And I was calling because my daughter came to this uh, to a party here last night, a gathering with her friends. And um, now her friends, they say that they left on the front of the hotel, and she's not able to be found now. She's 19 years old. She's only been gone for a couple of hours if it was a child is one thing if she was 16 even 17 yeah but once you hit 18 you're an adult man you're an adult you make adult decisions so just because you you're drunk at four in the morning and then your friends don't see you for two hours that shouldn't warrant a 911 call and it sure as shit shouldn't warrant a bunch of people going knocking on everyone's door and waking everyone up i'm just saying man Mm -hmm. that would piss me off someone comes to my door waking me up because some drunk 19-year-old can't be found. Are you, are you well, fucking kidding me? True, but also the reality is something was wrong. Well, yeah. N- how do you know? I know. How I'm many just times? Saying. Yeah, but what if she was found? Right. Well, what if nothing happened? What if she was just in another friend's room or something? Maybe she was in the car smoking weed. Now you don't woke up everyone in the hotel and we won't even be having this conversation, but you have people that ruin your whole day because of it. You know, but because she's missing, like, that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Her friends may have been under the influence, so they didn't really, they might not have known what was going on. But, you know, say, say they were not under the influence. You know, they're just trying to find their friend. But at the same time, I feel like if I was in that situation, I might try to see if there was a light on underneath the door or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Why would your friend be in someone else's random ass room Do you don't know if depend you said there were 36 people in those in that hotel room there's that's that's a lot it doesn't sound like a big number but that's a lot of people so you're gonna oh, go yeah. on the second floor and knock on everyone's room because maybe she's in room 211 maybe one of the people and at the there's party- a serial killer in there that has her tied up well maybe there's maybe someone at the party also had a hotel room because they didn't want to drink and drive. I'm just saying. So you're going to knock on everyone's room. You don't know where she is. I no. Mean, well, I mean, shit. it's hard to say what you would do in the situation because, like, one, if you're the friends and you're intoxicated, no telling what I would right. do. You would go um, knock on everyone's no, room. I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not saying, well, I hope my drunk self wouldn't do that, but I'd probably go down to the front desk. Um, but it also, like, if I'm un- underage... Like, there's some concern. Like, I'd be scared if I was the mom and I knew, like, she didn't have her phone with her. Her friends hadn't seen her. I'd be worried. I think I would be really worried. I would be really concerned. I don't know that I would knock on every single hotel room door. But, again, crazier things have happened. So, but, yes, she's been gone a very short period of time. Don't disagree with that. But I can't say, like, I wouldn't be worried if i had a kid and they were if i hadn't heard from them she's 19 years old she was there and then she wasn't there she's gone you're at this party with a bunch of people that you may or may not know and chicago's not the safest place so if Mm. if she already was acting strange yeah that's a cause for an alarm No one knew the police didn't actually get there till the next day. So no one knew she was acting strange. I've done so many of these cases. You only think someone's acting strange if they get murdered or go missing. That's when you're like, wait, maybe they were acting a little strange than usual. Like I was kind of depressed today. If I would have went missing before before we recorded this. okay, or I got murdered. You would have been like, wow, he was acting strange today because he was kind of down. You know, maybe he, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to come in your mind because I've done so many of these damn cases. That's what happens. It's always like, huh, maybe because something clicks in your mind. Like, let me think back. Yeah, he was in a mood today. All right, Jen, this is some of the hotel footage video of Kanika. This is the CCTV. She's walking through the hall. This is at four in the morning. Oh. So she is. What is that? Is that an elevator? Is that the ice machine room? No, this is the stairs. I know those are stairs, but she, where'd she go? Probably the Coke room. Yeah. So just look how she's walking. She's obviously very drunk. Yeah. 
Why is that? I wonder if they, the camera is... It must be like motion censored. Yeah, motion censored, yeah. It's very uh, wobbly to be oh, a oh. stationary camera. Yeah, it is motion. Yeah, so you see her walking down. Uh-huh. So she oh, is I've very, done that walk before. very drunk. Yeah, she is Been very intoxicated. There. I mean, there's no doubt about that. She is very, very drunk. Yeah, she's... Uh, so to describe her folks, she's walking and using the whole width of the wall, yeah. holding on to the wall. Um, I mean, she's upright, but um, very, very wobbly was, and yeah. kind of ping-ponging around back and forth from wall to wall. I've been there um, before. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember one of those nights very fondly where the only thing that came out of my mouth for about three hours was what was in that jungle juice. All right, Jen, so... They did actually find Kanika. Oh. And she was in the hotel. Oh. But she was deceased. Oh. So that's where we're going now with the story. And I'm going to show you the death photos from the police. So if you want to see this, go to uh, talkmar.com. This is the video leading right up to her death. Okay. okay. The hotel has two kitchens. One kitchen is not used, and some reports I read said it is being used by another restaurant, a local restaurant, just to store things. Mm -hmm. But as you see, it's not a working kitchen because there's nothing there. So you'll see her walking through there. She's obviously very drunk. Mm-hmm. Now this is yeah. So you see the so you see the kitchen right there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there, and this is actually the last time that we see her. She's walking through the door, oh, and that's geez. the last oh. time that we see her. That's the last clip we got. That's it. That's the last clip we got. The police get there and they review all this footage. You know, they see the whole timeline and they see that this is the last spot that she was at is in this kitchen that's unused. What you're looking at right now is the death photos of Kanika. She is in a walk-in freezer and she, you see her, she's frozen. Pretty much. I mean, she's she's frozen. Oh, my goodness. So you see her eyes. They're um, closed, closed, but they got the frost on them. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like negative one in that freezer. In fact, when they open the door for two hours, the temperature after that two hours with the door being open is 34 degrees Fahrenheit, which is one degree Celsius, which I'm not even sure which one we use. So Fahrenheit. We, use Fahrenheit. we use Fahrenheit. So that's cold as Just shit. Just above freezing is 34. 32 is where water freezes. So you see here, she is missing one of her shoes, but it's in the freezer with her. And I'm going to explain why she's missing her shoe in a second. This is going to become really important. Look how her hand is clenched right there. Mm -hmm. That's going to be important for later. So giving you the timeline, Jen, and looking at these photos, what do you think? Either she stumbled into the walk-in freezer because she was in that kitchen, or she was stumbling through the hotel, and either someone that worked there saw her, had a run-in with her, and knew the freezer was there and put her in there, or... Well, the videos don't show that anyone is following her either, so that's that's not really an option. So I'm going to lay a couple options here of how this happened. You know, she was found in the freezer. You got basically two camps. One camp is she stumbled in there herself, and the other camp is something malicious happened. You know, someone was there. Someone either locked her in there for whatever reason. Maybe she had an enemy, or maybe there was a hotel staff that sexually assaulted her and then threw her in a freezer. So you got one of those two camps. Those are, That's pretty much the only camps you can be in on this case. I went through all the police documents, and they actually released everything to the public to get people out of the camp that someone was there and put them into the camp that she stumbled in, the freezer. Where is the freezer in con- that's a really good point. conjunction with this that's view? A, so Jen's talking about where's the freezer after you see that last CCTV clip and it's right around the corner. But better yet, I have a 3D modeling video mm-hmm. so you can see exactly where the freezer lays. And I'm going to put this on talkmer.com. This is very important to the case. So they're going in the kitchen. This is the exact scale model. You take a left, and then you can kind of see where the freezer is. So that's the thing. So right there is where it cuts off, and there is a freezer. So there's no actual camera 
that saw her walk into the freezer. But there was a camera that saw her walk over there and never come back. So it's obvious that she was there right. in the freezer. Yeah, because there's not like there's not, it doesn't look like there's, she could have turned left or gone in a different direction when she was exactly. walking towards the freezer. So, guys, you really need to see this video. It's very important to the case. Not only does it show the location of the freezer, but it shows that if you walk towards that location, you will be seen on camera. Which means if someone was there, besides Kanika, they would have been caught on CCTV, either coming or going. Mm-hmm. And that is very important to this case. Mm-hmm. Very important. And... I am obviously in the camp that she did this herself. Purely accidental. It's tragic. It's it's tragic. It's accidental. And I'm going to break down why she did this herself on accident. And the fact that this case has so many conspiracies behind it is actually really sickening to me. It kind of highlights what's wrong with this country. We try to make things that aren't really there, Mm. you know, and... In reality, this was just a tragic accident because right there you see from that video that anyone that entered the frame would have been seen on CCTV. The mother and the family of Kanika Jenkins, they were not satisfied with the police investigation, even though the police investigation was extremely thorough. There were 15 to 20 detectives for about 22 days. They spent all day going through everything. They interviewed Almost everyone at the party, I think there was like 44 people at the party, they interviewed 36. Everyone they could. They ruled out everyone. No one had a motive to kill her. They did an exhaustive investigation. Now, let me debunk one other theory before we move on any further. One of the big theories about this case is that the CCTV video was doctored. MTV actually covered this case and they interviewed a forensic, what was he a forensic um, videographer? Videographer, yeah. And he said the files that the police released, the .exe, kind of like the Microsoft thing, mm-hmm. were virtually impossible to be doctored. They were impossible they to were be They were impossible doctored. to be doctored. And that is the reason the police released those. They didn't release MP4s or, you know, YouTube-style mm-hmm. videos, they released the raw file from the camera, which are impossible to edit. They're impossible, impossible. to edit and put it back into the EXE format. Oh, okay. So I, and the reason I'm going down this road now so quick with the Team John is because this is a huge conspiracy. That someone was there, maybe he was, you know, one of the law enforcement guys... He sexually assaulted her, and then they Which there doctored was... the video. It's not the video is complete, and you can download it. Anyone can access it. It's completely public. The police did a fantastic job. They released it really soon, and all they got was backlash, massive protesting, and hate mail. And, and hate mail. My gut is. I mean, you watch her go into the kitchen without being followed by anyone. And although it cuts off that 3d model certainly helps because that answered a lot of questions for me. The only thing that would leave me wondering if she was in fact murdered would be if she was drugged at the party and had something in her system that normally would, she would not have in her system. That is a very good point, Jen. You're on fire tonight. And she did have a drug that she would not normally have in her system. Jen, why don't you read this? This is the uh, press release from the Rosemont Police. For immediate release, Rosemont, Illinois. The Rosemont Public Safety Department would like to update the media and public as to the continued progress surrounding the death investigation into Kanika Jenkins. On today's date... The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office released their medical findings regarding the death of Kanika Jenkins. In those findings, they determined the cause of death to be hypothermia due to cold exposure in a walk-in freezer. Obviously, the pathologist deemed this an accident. She had one shoe off. There was no sign of trauma. There was a small cut on her foot, which you're looking at right now. If you go to talkmurder.com, you can see 
one of the theories out there is that a killer had ripped her shoe off while she was in the freezer. But you're looking at the CCTV where she's actually walking with no shoe on and she must have cut her foot on something. Now, her BAC, her blood alcohol content was 0.112, which is extremely high. Mm. Uh, And that's taken later. Yeah, that's taken post-mortem the next day. Uh, Yeah, that's almost uh, double the amount because 0.08. Yeah, 0.08. So this is 0.112. Oh, so not quite double, but... it's high, especially yeah. if it's taken that long after. And I don't know what freezing does to the, you know, to the blood. Like, does that impact that at all? But you have to expect it to take a little while for well, that to I freeze, think, even if it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you would, I think that it would be, that's what it was at the time of death. Right. So it would still be, depending on what time she passed high, away. Yeah, right. depending on what time she passed away, how long she was in the freezer for. Well, she was in the freezer since 3.32 a.m. That, that last video you walk, watched was her walking towards the freezer. Right. What we're saying right. is, does, um, does a body freezing impact, like, when oh, I don't know. That's the a good dilution point. of BAC? I didn't actually, that wasn't actually in the autopsy, or I didn't see it. There was traces of a drug, and I think I'm saying this right, topiramate, T-O-P-I-R-A-M-A-T-E. And do you want to guess what this drug is used for, Jen? Um. I don't know. Is it is it similar to Rufalin? Like I So that is one of the theories. Maybe someone roofied her and that's why she's walking like she's yeah, been roofied or yeah. something. It's mainly a prescription drug used for epilepsy. Oh. So that's why her hand was like that. Um like cuz maybe she was having a seizure. Oh, no, 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 in no. The, she hmm. she never suffered from epilepsy at all. Oh. So it's really weird why that was in her system and a lot of people think well you know, someone was trying to roofie her and then had the wrong pill. It went into the drink. But the nor is it a party drug. It's yeah. not a party like it's drug. not something that's like, hey, let's pass this around. Yeah, what are the side effects of that? Well, we're looking know. at the side effects right now. I think it also used to treat migraine. It's yeah, used it for does. migraines too. So one of its alternate effects is the treatment of migraines. It also goes by the name Topamax. That's the actual prescribed and it's an oral supplement. Now, I want to say this should not be taken with alcohol. And in fact, there's two things that the autopsy shows that this drug in her system affected. And that was made her drunk state more pronounced, Mm -hmm. basically made her more fucked up. Mm -hmm. And number two, it actually increased the speed of which she got hypothermia. Hmm. That's one of those things. And it's weird because if you look at the... WebMD page, which we're looking at now, it mentions hypothermia in it. So it's very weird, but it is also a coincidence. What Does it look like any other drug? Like, could she have confused it with something else? Could somebody have said like, hey, take some X and, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know. So I'm not an expert at this, but I do watch a lot of Drugs, Inc. And a lot of these places... If you're a drug dealer and let's say you get an order from 36 19-year-olds and 18-year-olds for X, okay, what you do, you take 18 real ecstasy pills, which cost you good money, Mm -hmm. and then you put the other ones as just fluffer pills, which are these migraine pills or epilepsy pills or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she may have gotten that pill. And they do that because they can screw over a 19-year-old. Like, Mm -hmm. what are they going to do? Come tell the police, hey, this guy didn't sell me real ecstasy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an expert in this. I've never taken X or whatever, but I do watch Drugs, Inc., and they do that. Mm -hmm. They screw people over like that because at the end of the day, you're not going to go to police and you're not going to go back to the guy because you don't know who sold them to you. Mm. It's just some random drug dealer. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But we do know she was never prescribed it. She may have been using it for antidepression or something like that, but honestly, I don't know how it got into her system you maybe someone wanted to drug her but if if that's the case it that's not what it's used for she also suffered from minor brain damage and one of the theories is well she was bashed over her head and raped she was drunk and she fell and hit the 
her head. She had no other lacerations. She had no defensive wounds. And do you remember her hands? Yeah. No sexual trauma either. No sexual trauma. She was not raped. Like they did an exhaustive autopsy on her Mm -hmm. and her hands are curled up and the family and friends will say that, oh, they were curled up because she was clawing her attacker. There's no defensive wounds on her. There's no blood. There's no one else's blood. Mm-hmm. If you are freezing you're gonna cold your and you're passed it. out, your fingers and your extremities are going to come closer to the core of your body, which means your fingers are going to curl in mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. That's why her fingers are like that. She wasn't trying to claw anyone. Her, she was dying of hypothermia. Yeah, she was trying to stay warm. That's like the the debate between mittens and gloves. Yep. If with the mittens, you have bo- like you have more body heat in the mittens than gloves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I that's that's a point I was going to ask about because I was going to say, well, maybe she was from the freezer, like pulling the freezer open. But that doesn't make any sense because. Well, that's I'm, a good point that you bring up. That so, think about this freezer. Do you think there's a handle on the inside you pull? Now, you you wouldn't know this. If I got locked in the freezer and it's dark in there, I wouldn't know how to get out because I don't know how the mechanism works. Right. I would probably assume that there's a safety mechanism that I can push the freezer mm-hmm. open with because a lot of people probably get stuck in that motherfucker. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of pe- a lot of um, walk in freezers, at least the ones that I- I've worked in a couple of well at. at you know, where I work now, we have a huge walk-in freezer, multiple of them. But when I used to work at Subway as a sandwich artist, we had the wa- we had a walk-in cooler and freezer, sandwich too. Sandwich artist. That's what it said on our apron, okay? Yeah, wait, wait, come on, man. Sandwich artist? Yeah. Tell, I, I can... love sandwiches. Your mascot is a child molester. A doodler. He's a not a mascot. He's a diddler, Jen. He's no longer... Well, well I don't work there anymore <laughs> anyway. I'm not trying, you know. But, but anyway, so a lot of walk-in freezers, they have like a push... Uh, a push button like uh, at work now the one on every single walk-in freezer it says you are not locked you are not trapped like push this button like there's literally a Hmm. sign that says that that's like you know do do this if you get stuck yeah it's not a handle see i wouldn't know that and i'm glad they had the signs i don't think they had the signs in this one and maybe that's one of the reasons the the uh mother's trying to sue because I didn't see a sign in any of these videos like that. But there is a push button, just like you said. Now, I wouldn't know that personally. It so looks kind of like a doorknob. Yeah, it looks like a doorknob. And, and you'll see this guy who's filming these videos of the scene go back there and actually push it open. But the only question that I would have is it's said that she stumbled in there drunk. But she, so she must have been so gone. Maybe her body temperature was up, so it felt good at first. Yeah, that's and you what I was don't, thinking. And yeah. you don't mm-hmm. realize just how cold it is, yeah. especially when you're, you're drunk. Yeah, you feel hot when you're drunk mm-hmm. a lot of times. So it probably felt good at first, and then maybe she passed out, fell asleep because she was cooling down, yeah. and then that's something I that mean, could have happened. I mean, who would think you're... If you're drunk and you're that... If you're that drunk... I mean, dude, I would probably make that fucking mistake. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. oh, it feels so good. I might just take a nap. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're dead. But right? also, I mean, I mean, having experience with the, the walk-in freezers like that, like we, we have to keep our frozen products and bakery products and stuff cold. Like that's a, that's a bitch. Like it's a, it's a very, very, very bitter cold. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel, I mean, obviously as a sober person does not feel good. It's very cold so i feel like maybe i mean like if it, i were in that position i might have been like oh shit it's cold in here like don't go in there but you don't know because she's so heavily under the influence yeah. that you i know. think she my opinion i think she opened the door and then tripped that's why her shoe was all the way against the other wall mm. she tripped fell said fuck and then kind of just you know or maybe um, she hit her head. Yeah, maybe she hit her head. And passed out. But um, this is the door you're talking about. So this is the inside of the freezer. This took me a long time to figure out what mm-hmm. the hell this is. This is inside the freezer. This mm-hmm. is a safety. looks like a little doorknob, like a clown nose almost, yeah. like a ball, like so you, a tennis yeah, ball. you got to push it. And yep. you push it and it opens right there. Mm-hmm. That's how you get out. And that's the actual and freezer. That's the that, actual. That's the inside the freezer. Yeah. So even if she would have got up. You know, I would have made a mistake of trying to pull it or something, you know, if turn I'm that it, drunk. Turn it like a knob. Turn it like a knob yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, and maybe she was, or I mean, what if she did trip 
she could have tried to like pull herself up on that and maybe I, I don't know. The main point about this case, guys, is the CCT video. There was no other person there and they have listed the complete movements of everyone in the hotel for the public to see is such an open and shut type of case. So this is the actual autopsy. Now, this is what he came out and said. This is what happened. This 19-year-old black female, Kanika Jenkins, died of hypothermia due to cold exposure in a walk-in freezer ethanol, which is alcohol, and the Topamax intoxication were significant contributing factors in her death. So, and the autopsy report states that the Topamax actually sped up her hypothermia, which mm -hmm. is really shitty. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, I mean, maybe she would have survived if she wouldn't take that. I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is no one planned it out. Oh, I'm going to give her Topamax and then frame this whole thing up. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. She was actually in the freezer for 21 hours before they discovered her body. At autopsy, the body was not frozen. The stomach demonstrated Wischniewski lesions and the brain was swollen. Now, these lesions, I looked it up. This is actually really interesting. That's how they know that you die of hypothermia because mm. you actually develop these little lesions. And I'll show you a picture of them right now. Inside your stomach. Interesting. So this right here talks about those lesions. This is from the National Library of Medicine. It talks about hyperthermia can be defined as falling core body temperature below 35 degrees Celsius. Hypothermia related deaths occur more frequently among alcoholics, homely and elderly. Have you guys ever seen this movie called The Fourth Kind? No. Okay, this movie will scare the shit out of you. It's filmed around Anchorage, Alaska. Now, I can't remember the actual town. It's like Nova or something, Alaska. Anyway, the premise is, and this is a real thing, a lot of people go missing in this little town. A lot. Like, I mean, 20% of visitors end up missing. Oh, well, remind us not to go there. And there's a huge conspiracy there. Of aliens. There's a lot of alien encounters and alien abductions and stuff like that. It turns out these guys that go to this little Alaskan town get really drunk in the bar and, you know, it's fucking Alaska. Mm -hmm. So they stumble and they they die in the ice, basically. And, and they find all these bodies in the ice. But it's the running thing is there's aliens and they made a movie about it, which is actually really scary, but that's, you know, yeah. Drunk people die of hypothermia sometimes. So, yeah, I would like to go on an Alaskan cruise, but remind me not to, you know, get off the boat. Mm -hmm. These are the lesions right Ew. here, Jen. Oh, yeah. So go to talkmore.com. I'm putting that on there. It's very gross. These are the lesions and I, I don't really know the science of it, but they form when your body core temperature drops, drops, drops. You're going into hypothermia and you get those lesions. So that's how they knew that she died of hypothermia. I mean, obviously she mm -hmm. did. She was in a freezer for 21 hours. But the autopsy did not reveal any trauma that would have caused or contributed to her death. I did see minor swelling of the brain, and I believe she probably fell in the freezer. She mm -hmm. opened the door and just... You know, um, she wasn't raped, any of that. There was no seminal fluid. There was no blood, none of that. So all these conspiracies online, which are freaking rampant with this case, I urge you guys to go actually read the actual documents of the case because they are public for that reason alone. The right ankle did have a contusion, and that was probably caused from her tripping or something. Um, no other evidence of external or internal trauma. All right. So, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about these theories? Because there's a lot of theories out there and they're all pretty ridiculous. You know, I saw one uh, girl's video. She works in one of these hotels mm -hmm. and she goes up to their walking freezer, which is completely different. And she like it's one of those sliding doors. Mm -hmm. And this one isn't. This one's a pulling door. Right. And. Basically, oh, Kanika didn't kill herself because, ugh, ugh, and she slides it open. You think a 19-year-old drunk girl could, ugh, 
slide it open. And I'm like, that's not even the, huh. you know, it's like if I, if you die in the refrigerator outside and then, you know, that shitty refrigerator. And then I'm like, no, look at this brand new stainless steel Samsung with a TV on it. It's got easy access doors. There's no way. You know, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, it's not out of the question for me to die in a refrigerator. That's probably how I'll go, just having a heart attack looking for another <laughs> snack. Mm-hmm. That's but fucked like, up, Jen. Don't put that in the universe. Eh. Like yeah. the like, secret? Like, what, like, like Winnie the Pooh when it gets stuck with the oh, honey. I love Winnie the Pooh. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't think I'd be able to fit inside of a refrigerator. Well, who can? Yeah, Jen. No, a lot There's of shelves kids do, in there. They? Don't kids die in the refrigerator? Uh, I don't think so. I think more people die from vending machines falling on them than people fall <laughs> That is on true. Please, somebody request a vending machine story case. I would love to do that. So, um, so Irene, who was the birthday girl, um, she was the one who had done a Facebook Live video that had gotten a lot of attention. So there's a whole bunch of conspiracy around some of the conversation that they have. So you hear Kanika say, I'm not drunk. Um, and in the MTV uh, documentary, this that this uh, girl Irene was interviewed and said, like, that was kind of what she would always say when she was drunk mm-hmm. is like, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. Um, so she's yelling that in the video. And then there's also conversation you'll hear about two hundred dollars. Um, and this whole $200 thing spawned a ton of speculation that perhaps Irene, um, sold her, put a hit on her and sold her organs for $200. And that's why she was put in the freezer. Can can I say something right quick? The $200 was actually, the picture you're looking at right now is on the hotel property. This is the car rate and look at the bottom there was it say about lost ticket pays two hundred dollars there you go that's the two hundred dollars so so she was saying that that what they were talking about in that two hundred dollar you know comment in the video was that somebody thought they lost their ticket and they would have to pay the hotel two hundred dollars just like the sign says right there two hundred dollars the and so um and the, the last piece about this video is that they are claiming that you can hear kanika say the words help me in the video but then they turn the music up loud so yeah. you, so basically 36 people are watching this girl get raped so they turn the music up that that's these are the theories and these are the protests that have been going on when the police were trying to do their investigation. I'm just saying. So there was only one person. This was uh, put on uh, on the uh, the MTV documentary, um, and it was um, by Zach uh, TV, who like does a lot of film work and documentary work in all of Chicago. And so he was actually the only person that got to sit down with Irene, and um, Zach is actually passed away so it was like his last interview yeah yeah i read that somewhere uh and one of the things he said was this is chicago um if you want to kill somebody you just shoot them you don't take them to a public place where there's cameras um where there's a much greater chance of people seeing what's going to happen like Mm -hmm. you're in chicago if you want to kill somebody you shoot them like that's how things get done there the conspiracy theories really make me sick because this is how you're going to remember her. One of them is, like Nicole said, they threw her in the freezer because they're trying to harvest her organs, right? And you can't harvest them if they're hot. Who you, comes they gotta, up with you gotta this? ship them cold, Jen. You, you can't f- harvest them if they're frozen either. But yeah, yeah obviously. They just have to be chilled. Yeah. And somehow. Like in Rat Race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the fact that they. <laughs> And the fact that they, and the fact that they somehow. <laughs> we haven't brought up rat race in a long time. I know, we haven't. Uh, and we know, you guys never finished it, which made me sad, but I love it. Oh, that I've movie. seen it before, though. I know you have. Guys, I could sit here and go through the timelines of the CCTV. I could show you everyone that's entered, but honestly, the bottom line is this, and no one wants to hear this. I don't mean to sound mean, but no mother wants to. Finally admit that their daughter got drunk and fell into a walk-in freezer. Of course not. It's a, that is a tragic accident. Yeah. So when they're faced with that, when the mother is faced with that, she will 
believe anything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is getting so much press is because people don't do any research. They just think that there's something else involved. And then when the police present them with the entire case, they say it's doctored. The autopsies are fake. So what exactly do you want them to do now? I'm sorry this happened, but... And I'm sorry I'm being kind of crass about this, but this is the fact that people are making this a conspiracy is sick. It is sick. This should just be a tragic accident and you should mourn and remember Kanika for who she was and not turn this into some body organ harvesting rape fest that it's clearly not Mm -hmm. i'm sorry man but that is sick what people are doing well you know what the next thing to do john is what to the hotel uh so she is stressing foul play um and that the they so they decided they were going to sue the hotel for 50 million dollars in december of last year stating negligence so this goes back to the whole freezer door and was it actually like was that exit Thing working properly um but it was you saw the video I, of the cop pushing I, it. i'm just reading you what what the uh the lawsuit entails in the lawsuit the family questioned why the freezer had been open when others were kept locked and out of the reach of the public they said that the freezer was unsecured and had a sticker affixed that was completely faded and failed to instruct how to release the lock system of the door however that claim is unlikely to hold up in court since police investigations revealed that the interior mechanisms to release the door from the handle, which involved pushing a circular handle to release the hatch, was working without any problems. Furthermore, all the evidence indicating her death had been a combination of poor judgment and acute misfortune. One of her friends had revealed that she had seen the teen drinking cognac at the party, a claim that was also corroborated by a toxicology screening that found her her blood alcohol level to be above the legal limit for driving. Let's say we go to a hotel, Jen, and then we we sneak up the top through the fire escape at the very top, and then you fall off to your death because you're so drunk. Can we sue the hotel? Or were you just drunk and you climbed up a fire escape, which you shouldn't have been doing, and then you fell off the hotel? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, suing, on, suing is the American way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's a sad uh, case, man. It's, it's, it is, it's it, just awful. And can I say, like... Uh, it is. It's very sad. What would I do if I were the parent? Would uh, I try to say, like, something was wrong? Like, yeah. something could have been done to save my baby? You know, could this have been prevented? And, like, it, it's it's hard. You want to think that there was something else that could have been done that wasn't at the fault of her daughter. And it wasn't yeah. her It wasn't her fault. It yeah. wasn't. It was an accident. And sometimes these terrible things, they I mean, happen. Honestly, not to open up a whole nother can of worms when we're about to wrap up, but like if I knew that my friend was in that much of a state of, you know, drunkenness, I wouldn't have left her alone either. You know, you don't leave your drunk friends alone. That's just rule number one. True. Buddy system. So. That must be for girls. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why we go to the bathroom together. I was about, oh, yeah. That is weird. When I go out, my uh, guy from like, yo, dude, you got you to gotta piss. I got to go tinkle. Let's go. <laughs> you sword, sword fight? <laughs> Let's go drain the lizards, my friend. <laughs> Gross. So that story is for you, Carrie, is a very interesting story. And I'm sorry it pissed me off so much. I just get really sick of... Um, all these conspiracies that are doing nothing but stirring up this fear and hate when you should be remembering who she was. And there there are cases out there where, you know, things are ruled certain ways and maybe they shouldn't and things should be opened up. I just don't know if this is the case to to, mm-hmm. to claim that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If a couple good cases, though, if you're new here and you really want to hear a good conspiracy... I would suggest you go listen to Bald Dead, one of my favorite cases, mm, a cop, a good Davina one. Jones. That case has kept me up 
still at yeah, night. Yeah, that one's, I I'm not sure. still cannot figure that case out. Yeah. I want to dive so much more deeper in that case. I cannot figure it out. Another good one that will really piss you off, Boys on the Tracks. Yep. Oh, yes. That was one of our, our uh, milestone cases. One of my favorites. Mm. It's a two-parter. Um, I go really deep into that one. Yeah. Another good one, a conspiracy like this, is uh, Phoebe's Fall. Mm-hmm. That was suggested by our Telco's Primo Abby. That was a great yep. case. Yeah. So, and another one, obviously. I felt so strong about that one. I, I kind of wavered a little bit at the end of that case. Unsure. Yeah. yeah. But. So, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our stalker, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talko Supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it, and I'll dedicate it to you right here on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, my friends. Good night, you lovely, lovely people.